Aloha and welcome to another edition of Business in Hawaii. I'm Dylan Yanagita and we are broadcasting live from the Think Tech Studios in downtown Honolulu. If you want to tune in live, we are at www.thinktechhawaii.com. You can sign up to get on our mailing list there as well. The theme of Business in Hawaii is to bring you stories of local businesses by local people. And our guests share with us their journey to building successful businesses in what's known as a sometimes challenging environment. In the Think Tech studios today are Scheidler College of Business Executive MBA candidates, Lee Wang, Trisha Yamato, and Kaylee Tengon. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Um, one of the things that we are so passionate about here is small business, entrepreneurship, and that's exactly where you guys are. Um, and so I do know that as part of your executive MBA journey, it's supposed to result in some sort of large project, um, and we definitely want to talk about that today. But what we want to do to start is I want to hear about each one of you as individuals and, and how you, you got to the executive MBA program and why. So feel free to start. <laughs> okay. um, I'm Trisha Yamato, and I'm executive MBA student, and um, I currently work at Bank of Hawaii as a senior internal auditor. But um, my path to the executive MBA um, program was basically um, as an undergrad, uh, undergraduate, I didn't get a very broad business experience or business background. And so I just decided to um, pursue the program just to get that um, more, I guess, broader background. Cool. Um, I'm Lee Wang. Uh, I'm owner of a small business called Lucy's Lab Creamery. And I'm also a real estate broker at Locations and do project sales for Howard Hughes. Uh, have my hand in a few different uh, areas. And um, I, kind of along the same lines as Trisha, I want to kind of round out my knowledge, um, you know, getting the firsthand uh, hands-on experience of running a small business uh, definitely will teach you some things. But uh, to get a more well-rounded uh, you know, have more well-rounded well business acumen, want to formalize it with uh, MBA. So that's, that's kind of what got me into the Scheidler. Nice. Yeah. Okay, and um, pretty much same story. Um, I currently work for an environmental consulting agency in their program project controls. Um, so I'm just kind of starting off my experience right now. Um, so I thought that having an MBA would open more opportunities for me in the future. And, to learn a lot from my classmates as well so it's really great um so what i do understand is you're likely the youngest <laughs> <laughs> student yes. in the executive mba program which is amazing which um so there's certain criteria right to get into the executive mba program because um scheidler also has a regular mba program tell me about that tell me about the difference between the executive mba program and the your traditional Oh, so for the executive program, it's more catered for um, full-time working professionals. And so the schedule, the class schedule kind of allows you to work full-time while still um, taking your classes. So we have night classes and classes on the weekend to accommodate everyone's like working work, work, work schedule. And so it, it's helpful because you're able to, depending on your position, be able to apply what you're learning in the classroom directly into your um, professional life. So it's kind of a win-win situation in that sense. So do you find that you're able to apply the principles that you're learning 
in your program back to your full-time job? Definitely. I mean, yeah, every, sure. every day we're, uh, I mean, they, we have a breadth of task work that uh, kind of puts us to the test, but I mean, it's different areas, leadership, uh, one of the classes we're taking right now is real estate, and obviously that applies in my industry, but um, even outside of that strategy, uh, working with, you know, in your industry for HR, uh, we're putting, I'm putting that to practice both in the real estate side as well as uh, the Lucy side. So, yeah, every day we're, we're applying it, <laughs> real life stuff. Um, you said that you are working full-time in the environmental space. Mm -hmm. how, how are you able to apply some of the principles that you're learning um, in what you do? So for me, I work more in like um, the financial and project controls. So um, we do a lot of budgeting and finance, which has been really helpful like since we've been learning a lot about that. Um, it's just like, I think taking an introspective look at ourselves too is in our leadership class is what we've been learning about lately. And I think that's been like really helpful in my growth at work and learning how to work with people and for people or delegating. It's, it's been really helpful, I think. Does it help to have the practical experience? I would say so. I mean, I, the experience is the key differentiator between the regular MBA program and the executive. Like, mm. I think there's requirement of three to five years of work, of work experience. So um, it's helpful, too, in the group, group dynamics because you're working with people that have uh, real-life experience of both good and bad, and how to improve, and uh, those improvements are what are is brought to you know group projects like uh, like ours. So, makes it uh, fun, dynamic, and very very rewarding. Very incubator. It is right. Um, so because it's a requirement to have three to five years work experience, probably talking about the failures is. Pro probably more valuable than talking about all the successes. Have you, have you had classmates where you share those types of experiences? Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, we learn from each other, I think, a lot, mm -hmm. almost as much as, as the professors themselves, because um, there's so many different backgrounds. We have yeah. uh, you know, CEOs, we have people in retail, Hotel industry, medical, airlines, airlines, everything. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the diversity definitely definitely helps to broaden our scope. Sounds like a great opportunity to ask some questions about different industries that you've always wanted to ask, just mm -hmm. didn't have the resource. Yeah, That's yeah right. exactly. Um, I want to know about the format of, of the program because I <clears> think <throat> you folks are on the tail end. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. You're supposed to be yes. smiling about that. Exactly. <laughs> You're supposed to be smiling about that. So the culmination of, of your journey ends in a project. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Tell me about the project. What, what's the assignment? So it's a, called the practicum. And basically, um, you can kind of tailor it to what you're, um, what you're interested in. And so some of, um, I guess, usually uh, most people end up doing a consulting project for a local profit, for-profit or non-profit organization. So depending on the needs of the organization, um, the professors want us to use our skills that we've acquired through the, throughout the program to be able to fulfill the needs of the organization, whether it be like marketing research or perhaps 
like if they're going to launch a new product, will it like be successful in the local market? So just like um, you can do a wide variety of things, but for our for our group at least, we decided to go more the entrepreneurial route by um, I guess testing out a new um, business idea and seeing if it will be um, viable in um, in the marketplace. I guess. Are there a lot of groups that are standing up businesses? I think we're, we're the only one. Yeah, right? in our cohort, we're the yeah. only one that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so it's not theoretical, right? You actually have to go out and start up this business. Yeah. Last semester, we had an entrepreneur class that entrepreneurial class that basically taught all the theoretical, and now it's a matter of execution and putting it into practice. So. Mm -hmm. A lot harder <laughs> than they made it sound. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you folks decided to go the entrepreneur route and to start up a business. How do you arrive at what kind of business you're going to start? Uh, just throw some ideas and see what sticks to the wall. Um, it obviously has to have uh, a model that could financially hold itself up in, in the end, but it also has to have an element of of uh, application to our personal lives and uh, value that a consumer will will find value in and put put their dollar forth to. Um, I think like th this is a concept that everybody can kind of relate to. You're just sitting around with your buddies, kind of throwing around ideas, and it's no different than that. But it's just kind of running running them through a process of how credible is the idea. Um, What's the longevity of it, and how? What is it going to take to execute? So, you know, throw up a bunch of ideas, see see what sticks to the wall. Well, what seems challenging to me about that is, <laughs> you don't have an infinite amount of time to stand up this business, right? So, is it you start up the business and you actually have to transact and report on? Yes, for the purposes of our prod, or I guess our scope that we presented to our professor was just basically. Um, run with the idea so and then also just try, um, see if there's any traction and just um, basically we use the kind of the lean startup method so we kind of um, developed a minimal viable product very minimal <laughs> but um, uh, just to see just to put it out to um, potential consumers and then see if they were actually interested just by getting their feedback and so um, that's we're not uh, I guess transacting money per se but we're just gauging their interest to see if like you know, if we were to launch it further, like would be pe would people be willing to pay for that value that they see in the um, product? Has the journey been tough? It's it's been interesting. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to decode that. <laughs> it, it's been tough. Yeah, I I think any anything that's gonna be worth your time is gonna you're gonna have to go through the mud, and we've been going through the mud, but. I think at the very least, I want to get uh, uh, the experience for a group. Whether it was going to be successful or be a failure, the whole going through the motions, going through the process is what was important. And uh, the context of this being simply a class assignment um, lends itself to the option of, you know, it doesn't work out and that's okay. Well, mm -hmm. the whole purpose is mainly to learn versus in the real world, if you a startup, you're, yeah, people have put some money in there and they're looking for results. And 
Yeah, the constraints are totally different. So this allows us to grow from it regardless of the end product. Yeah. And I think another thing too that, or a takeaway from this would be seeing like a vision come into fruition. It's like he had the idea to actually execute and to actually put something out there through different stories. And it takes a lot, a lot of hard work and just a lot of coordination you know, to just get it started from a vision to making it something real. Yeah. Um, I think that we all want to hear about what you folks decided <laughs> on in terms of what, what that venture was exactly. Um, we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, let's, let's talk about that startup because I'm really excited to hear about it and how it's going. We will see you back here shortly, right after that break. This is Business in Hawaii. Aloha. This is Winston Welch. I am your host of Out and About, where every other week, Mondays at 3, we explore a variety of topics in our city, state, nation, and world, and uh, events, organizations, the people that fuel them. It's a really interesting show. We welcome you to tune in, and we welcome your suggestions for shows. Um, you got a lot of them out there, and we have an awesome uh, studio here where we can get your ideas out as well. So I look forward to you tuning in every other week where we've got some great guests and great topics. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to come away inspired like I do. So I'll see you every other week here at 3 o'clock on Monday afternoon. Aloha. Aloha. I'm Lauren Pear, a host here at Think Tech Hawaii a digital media company serving the people of Hawaii. We provide a video platform for citizen journalists to raise public awareness in Hawaii. We are a Hawaii nonprofit that depends on the generosity of its supporters to keep on going. We'd be grateful if you'd go to thinktechhawaii.com and make a donation to support us now. Thanks so much. Welcome back to Business in Hawaii. Joining us today are entrepreneurs and executive MBA candidates, Lee Wang, Trisha Yamato and Kaylee Tengon. When we went to break, we were talking about the practicum project that you folks are going to end your executive MBA program with, um, and that you actually decided to launch a business um, as part of an entrepreneur uh, uh, experience. So I'm dying to know what that business is. Please just tell us all about it and how it's been going. <laughs> so our, um, <laughs> our concept is uh, uh, called Five Friends Dating. So um, it's basically a group dating concept where you have five guys and five girls um, just hang out and get to know each other. Uh, to participate, each participant has to come with at least one person that they know, um, whether it's a friend, coworker, um, classmate, and so on. Um, they stay there for an hour, hang out, and the one rule to this group date is that there's no asking for contact information. So the whole awkwardness of, as a guy, do I ask, do I not, how do I ask, how do I approach this, is out the window. And the awkwardness for the, for the girl is, mm, do, I, do I say yes, do I not, do I know this guy well enough, how do I turn him down? It takes, it's all, it takes a little, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So people can really just concentrate on just being there getting to know uh, the other person and being in the moment. And unlike group dating, unlike speed dating where you pair off one by one, in this one you're encouraged to get to know everybody as a group, like you would at a house party. So, so as part of discovering what it is that you folks wanted to do, um, how, did you, how did you wander upon, well, 
They're going to do something in the dating space. How, how does, is that organic? What, is, what happens? How does that happen? Um, so as part of um, uh, last summer, we took part in the Asia field study program um, where we traveled to Japan, China, um, Vietnam for, um, to visit different businesses um, in the different countries. But um, one of the things we realized in Japan, they have a, a group dating concept, or they have uh, the group dating concept Gokuan, which is basically what we're trying to bring from Japan to the US. And um, it, I think it originated just because in Japanese culture, it's difficult to get to know, or people are very shy and reserved. And so by being together with people that you're familiar with, you can kind of, kind of open up and be show a different side of yourself that you may not be able to if you're one on one with someone. So um, that's the kind of um, concept we wanted to bring back to Hawaii and see if like people would be interested in trying out. Yeah, it, it kind of lends itself to um, some of the feedback we've been getting too, because one of the things we hear a lot is, you know, after, after you go to college and you graduate, it's really hard to get out there and meet people. You know, 15, 20 years ago, really find a you know, you're at a bar and you go walk up to somebody and talk to a stranger. And nowadays, it seems a little bit awkward to do that. And so, yeah. you know, having a format where it's totally okay to just like talk to random strangers and it's a safe space for everyone, um, you know, maybe in today's society, it's more of a necessity that we create that environment. So you discovered the need here for something like that. Yeah. Oh, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> we all have like personal. Uh, we all been single, yeah. so we can. Yeah, yes, we don't relate. Really, yeah. I think because given like I feel a lot of the current like online like dating apps and like websites, a lot of it encourages like uh, communication via text or like emails and like online versus like just meeting people offline and being able to see people face to face and getting um, to know their personality. Um, yeah. One on, or like in a, yeah. In a group setting, too. Yeah, it group kind of takes away that pressure of a one-on-one. -on -one. So, I mean, you could swipe left and right all you want. But it's like really nice, I think, to just have that almost old school, like you're meeting somebody in like a group of friends. I mean, my parents always used to say like the best way to, you know, meet people is like through your friends probably because they're kind of most likely like you. So, you can bring out the best in each other when you're hanging out together. So, I think that was like basically the concept. So, do you have any takers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we um, our first uh, group date was actually last week, and it was very interesting. Um, the, there were no uh, connections made, uh, but the feedback was that the format was really uh, conducive to having fun. So, um, our test daters uh, last week <laughs> Um, the date lasts an hour. They ended up, even though they didn't made no connection, they ended up just having fun and staying and hanging out for about three hours. So um, after the hour is up, you're free to leave or you're free to stay and hang out and do whatever you want. And they chose to hang out. And I think that kind of speaks to the format. Like once you, once you have to get to know a person face to face, you'll see that there's more to it than just their online profile and their pictures. So, so do you guys go along? <laughs> um, I think, oh, for this first date, like, we uh, observed from afar just to see how the interaction was going, just to see if we could read people's reactions and see how the flow of conversation was going. And, like, 
seeing if, yeah, just to make sure that it was going as smoothly as it could possibly go, I guess. Um, yeah, part of the, um, the minimum viable product or the lean startup uh, model that Trish had uh, mentioned to before the break is that each, each time we're just trying to learn from uh, what we did well, what we can improve upon, and then the next week give a better product to the consumer. And the more times we can do this, hopefully by, you know, by the end we have something that's just finished, ready to go, and uh, people will enjoy to the max. So is this the incubator phase of, of the, the project where you're gathering that data? I would say so right now, but I think we're going to do a couple more trials just to see how it runs, you know, because it, it depends on like the different you know, mix of the groups and how it flows. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll you know, play into effect too. But so far, yeah, we're just collecting all the data and seeing, seeing how it's going to go from there. So how, how do you get the word out there about meeting participants? That was the, the interesting part. that's what about. So I think at first we all tried to reach out to our friends, to our, you know, our colleagues, um, basically all our classmates, anyone that we knew that like, hey, you single, you have a single friend. Um, basically pitch them our idea and then had them tell their friends too if they had any. Um, and then once we realized, you know, we got to grow our pool a little bit more. Um, we actually went out to do market research, <laughs> I guess you could say, <laughs> yeah. to different bars, um, and, and just went up to people and say, gave our pitch and see if they were interested. And majority of the time, they, yeah. they're pretty receptive, or they'd be like, hey, I have friends that I'm going to start signing up. <laughs> so, There's really, strangers at bars. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how much is someone willing to pay for Good question. Trisha, you, you, you did the uh, surveys, so... I think our preliminary, from our preliminary date, it seemed like people are at least willing to pay like five to ten dollars to participate. So, um, um, so yeah, I guess that yeah, a good starting point for yeah. now at least. Because it's very like because um, a lot of the feedback we got was kind of like kind of limited because of our um, our participant pool, and so they wanted a better refinement of the algorithm, the matching process. But um, because we're kind of constrained by who we have available at that, um, who's available for that day or, or date and time, it's kind of difficult. So we still need to um, work on expanding our user pool or user base, I guess. It, uh, it kind of speaks to the, um, <coughs> you know, five to ten dollars for a group of five people versus your alternatives are. You know, if I take somebody out on a date, um, you know, first 15, 30 minutes, I have a good sense of that person and whether I want to go on a second date, but I'm not going to pick up and get out of there after 15 minutes. So, you know, we stay, have a few drinks or uh, dinner or whatever it may be. And I end up, you know, two hours have gone by, I've spent 40 or $50. And the, the commitment to that one person has, is fairly significant. Right, as far as monetarily and time-wise, versus this alternative gives gives uh, a lot of options for very little commitment and just the uh, the possibility of having it go somewhere else. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of why we see that result of five to ten dollars. It's it's a very good alternative to to sitting on your phone and swiping left and right with no uh, or very little uh, interaction to get to that point of. Real life face to face conversation. 
So it launches from a website? So eventually we'd like to see it launch from an actual app. But um, before we take the time and money to invest into programming and doing that, um, uh, part of the, the lean startup that uh, Tricia mentioned is testing to see if people will, will give, you, um, give you money if it wasn't an app. And so that's really what we're testing. We're doing everything by, via text. So it's, it's very labor intensive right now on our part, but um, a lot cheaper than developing an app at this point. So if you have people that are willing to pay for it, then it makes sense to put the money towards it. Mm -hmm. So is there an algorithm to matching people up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, there is, but it's really constrained upon our, the user base. Obviously, the less, uh, the smaller the user base, then it's harder to find that great plethora of participants, that, you know, that one true love throughout that, uh, <laughs> that maze of participants. But um, our next step is to try and grow that, that database. Uh, have more choices for everyone. So um, I do know that you said that um, the project ends in four weeks. So where where does it end? Where or or does it not end? Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess for now, I mean, for the project's purpose, based on our two dates that we'll have, we have and the feedback that we we receive, we'll kind of extrapolate to see like what works and what doesn't work, and then kind of come to overall conclusion as to whether it, like, it might be viable or not. But I think in the future, we, yeah, um, yeah, we do try, we would like to like, continue our efforts to like, make, um, I guess, try to see if we could um, grow the user base and then potentially try to see if we can make an app out of it and then go from there, I guess. But, Very yeah. exciting. Um, we have about two minutes left. What do you want to say about Five Guys Dating or, or the, the <laughs> Five Friends Dating? Five Friends Dating. Should we work at you? That's a pretty good one. We just said Five Guys. Burgers and dates. It's perfect. True love. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to replace the current state of online dating. Um, dating is obviously different now than it was 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, and you know some of the research we've seen, it people are getting married and getting into uh, long-term relationships later in life. And it has a double-edged effect. One, one is that when you do get to that point, um, you have a lot more compatibility and you have a better chance of deep true happiness. And um, this, is, this is supposed to be kind of like an alternative to getting online dating offline and getting that in-person interaction sooner rather than later. Sometimes a lot of choices you have uh, uh, information paralysis and um, just meeting people and getting the in-person connection uh, helps to move you forward. Even just pushing outside of your comfort zone, I think, too. Exactly. You know, most people find that they had a great time to do so. Yeah. Is there a way that folks can reach out to you if they're interested? You want to give them your phone number? Our website is fivefriendsdating.com. Um, that's we have a contact form for uh, inquiries or signups. It's all up on there. So. 
Fantastic. I am so excited to continue following Five Friends Dating <laughs> um, and to, to see how that does change the, the landscape of, of dating. Yeah. But thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on heading into the home stretch of your programs. And I'm sure that as entrepreneurs, you folks will do great things. Um, and maybe break into the whole dating, dating <laughs> matching industry. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having us. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I want to thank Lee, Trisha, and Kaylee for joining us today. A very big thank you to our amazing production staff here in the Think Tech studio. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please feel free to email your information to shows at thinktechhawaii.com. Business in Hawaii airs every Thursday at 2 p.m. And we are looking forward to seeing you back here next week.